Hello and welcome to Fastener Talk, a podcast dedicated to the fastener and fixing industry. I'm the host, Will Lowry, and for this podcast, I spoke to Anders Carlson, president of the European Industrial Fasteners Institute, known as EV. We chatted about a wide range of topics and challenges facing European fastener manufacturers, such as energy and raw material prices and the potential effects of secondary inflation, as well as the unpredictable supply from Asia and how European fastener manufacturers can take advantage of this opportunity. Plus, we discussed how the fastener industry needs to make itself greener, especially with the introduction of the CO2 tax in Europe and the push by end-user customers for a sustainable supply chain. I hope you enjoy. Anders, thank you very much for joining us today for the podcast. Thank you very much, Bill, for being inviting me. Great. I mean, can you explain very briefly how EP was set up and what are the aims of the association and who it represents? Uh, EFI is an organization that was set up a little bit more than, uh, I think it was 1977, so it's a little bit more than 40 years ago then. It's formed by the national organizations in Germany, Italy, Spain, France, and still UK, then, even if they are outside EU at the moment. And then we have individual members uh, for the countries that don't have any national organization. And all of these ones, they have to be producers of fasteners. Okay, and, and the last article that we had from EFI was at the beginning of the year in our Janus perspective. How have things progressed since then for your members and kind of the European fastener manufacturing sector? And what are the expectations for the remainder of the year? Yeah, we have a very big new factor that wasn't clear at that time, and that was Ukraine. That has happened uh, now, and it's uh, wrecking uh, the what's that, possibilities to work with energy prices, working with steel. It's uh, a lot of unpredictable things that are happening all the time then, and that's the difficult things. And then this same thing has happened with the pandemic in China has turned up. We have a number of boats lying out of China, so it's difficult to get components into Europe. And the shortage of chips uh, for the automotive industry is uh, yeah, not just the automotive, there's several types of industries that it's uh, affecting. Mm-hmm. And what does that mean for EFI members? Kind of, does it provide difficulties with them kind of because their customers are facing those difficulties? Yes, uh, we have a number of down days. I think we lost in the world uh, three, four million cars in last year, and it's probably will be a lot of production lost in uh, the first half of this year. Uh, some people said that this was go go away very quickly. I do not think that at all. I think it will continue for quite a while, and. Uh, uh, we've seen, uh, I mean, there are statistics about how many uh, cars are being lost in the world. I haven't got what how much it was for the first quarter, but I think it was a number of them. Okay, I mean, obviously you mentioned the, the automotive sector there. Kind of what are the other key end-user markets for EFI members and how are they performing at the moment? Yeah, obviously, building industry is not much affected of the semiconductor industry. Uh, so that's going on. And uh, uh, the biggest effect of this is in the automotive industry, I would say. 
maybe in some white goods industries as well. I'm less familiar with that myself. Okay, and are there any other topics or concerns for EFI members at the moment? And are there any opportunities? Uh, yes, of course. Uh, one day we will start to build up Ukraine again, hopefully. And hopefully it will be sooner than later. I'm not so optimistic on that fact then, but uh, uh, it will be an increased demand of a lot of things when that uh, is started up. Mm -hmm. And obviously you mentioned energy prices then, how that's impacting kind of companies. Um, how the shortages in raw materials, as well as kind of the price increases, impacted European fastener manufacturers? I was cutting the margins, of course. Bottom line, uh, it's very difficult to recover this. I think the steel prices, uh, we have uh, methods of handling with automatic increases, even if they are probably a quarter after the actual increases have taken place. But the secondary inflation that is turning up here from, uh, uh, say, increases like uh, when we have now, you can take, for example, 70%, I would say, of uh, heat treatment furnaces are run on gas, and gas is coming from Russia. And that is uh, increasing the heat treatment cost, and that's not so easy to recover that. And there is a number of other things, and I myself, and I hinted that a little bit at the year end, I'm really worried about the secondary inflation. When the farmer needs to recover his diesel oil, our food prices will go up. They have already go, gone up and uh, that will come. And that's very, very unpredictable for all of us. At the same time, it could be a great chance as well for the industry to turn quicker to a green industry, get our CO2 footprint down. Because now when the prices are higher, there is uh, ways uh, quicker to recover in installing um, different, we we'll say, green electricity and to convert uh, gas-fired furnaces into electricity as well. So there is some opportunities in this and it might uh, make us greener quicker than before the war. Mm -hmm. um what are Efi's thoughts on the announcement of the anti-dumping duties on uh, certain iron or steel fasteners from China that happened at the beginning of the year? And kind of what are your members reporting since the in introduction of the duties? Uh, the, uh, the last question is far too early to say anything about. I mean, it's just only been since uh, middle of February and uh, the lead times from China are far longer than that. Obvious Efi supports a fair and free trade. If uh, the commission in Brussels uh, finds out that uh, the trade isn't fair and they're introducing that, then it's according to the laws and the mechanisms that are in EU. And uh, yeah, what should I say? Uh, that, that has happened in this case. And uh, now we have to live with that. Mm -hmm. Um, another challenge, and one you've alluded to already slightly, has, has been the freight issues kind of getting access to containers, getting the containers kind of from Asia into Europe and also the, the prices regarding containers. Kind of how has this impacted kind of European fastening manufacturers? Uh, not so much directly. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, it's ma- mainly with the people who are doing trading. And uh, uh, I don't think there is any European manufacturer who's buying steel, for example, in from China. Maybe some tools, etc., uh, are being handled and bought out there, but uh, not a great deal. Uh, has it maybe created opportunities for companies with, with customers looking to source more locally within Europe rather than Asia where there are these these issues? Yeah, absolutely. I think we have two trends. First, that companies are bringing home production to Europe, which will increase the demand in Europe. And the second, uh, it simply gets too expensive and unpredictable with the lead times as well then so you can't have this uh, continuous flow of material that we have got used to during the last 20 years so yes uh, i'm sure this will will affect have affected yet but it's also very difficult to put a number on that of course yes and kind of looking forward what are epi's plans for the upcoming years yeah we have many plans (laughs) First, we want to be more noticeable. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think we have been hiding very much uh, and uh, not being very open. Uh, So at the moment, we are having an um, doing a little bit internal work that will come out how we are going to activate EFI as well, then and be more uh, uh, for the benefit of our members, especially then, and also how much. uh, or how we can make ourselves known and being a partner in the market. Okay, and how kind of what other services and how do you support um, your members? Kind of what what are the advantages of a company becoming an EFI member? Uh, and most of the work is done in the national organisations, and one of that difficulties language. It's not so easy to have a meeting in German with the Italians, for example. So. Uh, English is the language for us that we are having. Uh, but on the, say, pan-European questions, uh, EFI has a definite role to represent the manufacturers, especially in Brussels, where a lot of things are going on. There is a lot of uh, new legislation coming up. We have also, a, a, like the CO2 import tax, or uh, maybe us using the wrong word now, but uh, uh, with the rules and regulations that we're having in Europe with CO2, we're going to compensate with an import tax then, so uh, uh, you can't import from a country that are uh, manufacturing in a dirty way, and I think that is very correct, that that is going to be done. And uh, questions like that, yes, if it has a role to take part and inform our members on what's going on in Brussels. Okay, how how do you see the shape of the European faster market changing kind of over maybe the next five years? And kind of what challenges do you see for for big and small faster manufacturers? I will very much answer that in the same way as I've always done. I think the consolidation in the industry will continue. It's been like that, and I don't see any reason why that is uh, going to stop. Uh, I think the big ones in Europe, they will continue to grow. They will be healthy. Um, The small ones, they're very much specialized. They're very flexible. 
And in, with that way, they will also continue to grow and be healthy and maybe stay small then, but have a place there. The difficult one is for the one stuck in the middle, the middle size, who hasn't got the uh, scale of economy or the flexibility. And uh, they will have a difficult time, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, you mentioned the, the CO2 tax uh, previously, kind of one of the big topics at the moment um, is sustainability. And how do you think fastener manufacturers are approaching sustainability and how important do you think it will be going forward? I think it will be very important. We need to get down our CO2 print in the industry. As I said before, uh, we use a lot of gas in the heat treatment process, which is very important in the fastener industry. We use a lot of other oil and other things as well then. And we definitely need to cut uh, our CO2 print and make ourselves a greener industry. And I think uh, for the ones who do not succeed with this, they will disappear. So it's extremely important for the industry. Okay. Um Anders, thank you very much for joining us. That's been very interesting. Thank you. Thank you very much, Ben. Have a good day. Thank you. And that was Anders Carlson, president at EFI. Once again, I would like to thank Anders for his time and some very interesting insights. If you have something that you would like to talk about, then please do email me at editor at verilumedia.com and we can look to get you involved with the podcast. Thanks for listening and we will be back in July with our next podcast. <laughs>